0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC. Hey,
1: this is Keith Jones, the new president of Hockey Operations of the Flyers, and you're listening to Snow the Goalie.
0: ladies and gentlemen, welcome into Sin of the Goalie, the Only Flyers podcast, the People's Podcast, Players Podcast, Prognosticators Podcast, Beauty Podcast, the Only Flyers Podcast. I'm Russ Joy at Joy on Broad. That is Anthony Sanfilippo. You can find him on Twitter at AntSanPhilly. Ant, how are you? It's just
1: been a heck of a morning there, Russell.
0: Care to this elaborate? Is, this, is,
1: this is what happens when you, when you have four jobs at once and everybody is pulling on you at the same time. Killing so um just you should you should feel loved that i chose you over three other things that i need to do right now so
0: now right, what are the other three things that you could be doing well the
1: only one that i really need to discuss is that you know poor bob wankel who's recovering from his uh um, from kidney kidney stone. stones that he was in the hospital on monday still
0: hasn't passed it as of uh yeah, as of yesterday still, afternoon
1: still in a little bit of pain um and he was supposed to, we were actually going to, he was going to try and tough out a uh, crossed up podcast, which we record every Monday and Friday morning. Um, and he was going to try and tough it out this morning. And uh, like, so he's up early and, you know, dealing with his, dealing with his issue and he's messaging me and he's like, Hey man, I'm ready to go. But you could tell it's weak, right? You could tell it's a weak, weak message. Like I'm ready. I'm going to make it blah, blah, blah. And I and I had to sit there and tell him, you know what? It
0: didn't have the regular what's of a Bob Winkle text. Sorry,
1: Bob, can't can't do it. Can't do it because I gotta go do Snow the Goalie with Russ. That's right.
0: It's the yeah. only flyers podcast. Yeah. Biggest show in town. Some are so, saying. Some are yeah, saying.
1: Some are saying. And um, you know, because the original thought was that this was going to be recorded yesterday, um, and then it didn't happen. And so therefore, you know, I didn't feel like I needed to alert Bob <laughs> that this was a good, that this was gonna be an issue this morning, and then and yet here uh, we are. All right, yeah, let's get are. into it. So that's the bigger. That's the that's the one that the other the other two are people don't won't care about. So okay.
0: Well, it's time. We've got people already checking in over on the YouTube. Oh yeah, Friday says Tim. Hmm. Eat a Snickers says HC. Yes. Allison says good morning.
1: Morning, Allison.
0: Super fan Eric. Good thing I woke up to take a piss. <laughs> that's right. That's <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. exactly. All right. And there we're in that. I think we're in that part of the flyer season now or the off season where Mm -hmm. we say there aren't any massive news and notes. And yet we do the show every week because we love the people. Now, we haven't had a ton of developments. One that one that has definitely stuck out is Tony D'Angelo has re-signed with the Carolina Hurricanes, Uh, a trade that did not happen a move that the Flyers made to cut ties and save some money on the cap this year, and no matter what, Tony D'Angelo found his way back to Carolina. Were you surprised to see him go back to the Canes?
1: No, not at all. I mean, we knew all along this was what was going to happen. Um, that originally it was going to be the trade, and then you know, once the whole thing with St. Louis kind of fell through, and and Briere realized it would be more valuable to keep the retention slot than to take a flyer of a prospect um in return i think it just you know we kind of knew that this is where he was going to end up in the end um the, the thing that i thought was uh that was really interesting was that what they signed him for which was 1.6 million which is exactly the amount of money that the flyer's <laughs> are paying like for the for the uh cap hit next year. So yep. I just thought it was really kind of an interesting thing. They basically just, you know, said, hey, we'll we'll make you whole for the year. Like what you were originally going to get this year anyway, instead of having it deferred to next year. And then that net money you get next year will be a bonus for you. So um so that was really kind of a fun little little nugget to it. But I mean look, I mean it is what it is. I mean Tony D'Angelo was not going to have a Role with the Flyers. It, it was a bad year for him. It was an ugly year as far as, you know, how he fit with, this, with the culture of this team. Um, he's had issues in other cities as well. I mean, the issues here were not similar to the issues he had in other cities. It just was not a good fit. Um, but the one place that he's seemed to really flourish and really have good uh, be a good fit and have good relationships with the people is in Carolina, and so good for Tony that he's going to go go back to a team where that is a you know that is a fit for him. Um, you know the one thing about Carolina, he always talks about you know you know look at look at them as a model organization. I, I will say that they have good regular seasons, and then they seem to flame out in the playoffs for a reason. Um, and I'm not necessarily certain that they fill their roster. With guys who are um, the types of players that you need to make the, the to win a Stanley Cup, I think that they yeah. fill their roster with teams with players that are good uh, players and good enough players to help you win a bunch of games and be a high seed and get into the playoffs. I think they have a really good coach, and I think that you get to a certain point and it's just it just can't go any further. Um, and it's weird because that's a team that doesn't like to spend a lot of money. Um, it's a team that's always looking for a way to cut the corner with the with 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 finances um, it's because the ownership group isn't the greatest ownership group there um, and I give them credit for trying for doing things the way that they do to be as successful as they are but the reality is is that they would probably be more beneficial they would probably benefit more than anybody from trying to put together a team that has a little bit more of that um, uh, a little bit more of that heaviness to it at the, in the bottom six or in that third pair, you know, a little bit more of, uh, of those guys who are willing to, you know, go through a wall to, to try and win, but maybe not nearly, not as talented. Um, th- that would be a benefit for them that I think that they, that they miss a little bit come in the pl- come playoff time, which is why they've run into the problems that they've had in the postseason. But nevertheless, I think Tony D'Angelo is a, you know, he'll be a nice fit. He'll put up some points there and he'll be happy and, Um, Flyers are happy that he'll be happy somewhere else and not in Philadelphia.
0: That one's done. Uh, Everybody pour one out for Tony D'Angelo. He found his way back to where he wanted to be all along. We can all move on. Um, Adam Gleekus asks over on YouTube, any Frosty updates? Hashtag not the ones from Wendy's. (laughs) I could go for a Frosty. And before you answer this, What are your thoughts on dipping the Wendy's fries into a chocolate frosty? Have you tried it? Can I just answer the question about Morgan Frost because
1: I think that's the most ridiculous thing you've asked me.
0: Come on, Mister. That might be that might be the most
1: ridiculous thing you've ever asked me. That's not true. Dipping French fries into a into ice cream is into a frosty
0: into a frosty. There's a difference.
1: Okay. What do you think a Frosty is, Russell?
0: Uh, It is a loose dairy treat that is based with dairy. I want people – all right, listen. People on on YouTube are already weighing in, all right? People on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, please let us know. Have you ever dipped French fries from Wendy's into a Frosty? If so, was it chocolate or vanilla? Uh, I can't believe – look at this. Zilla zero nine, two. That's the only way to eat fries.
1: No, in no, no, frosty. no.
0: Eat their fries. In other words, oh, we'll I mean, that still counts. No, oh, there else? goes my camera. See, hey, this Richard hasn't camera. happened. Okay. This, this hasn't happened on snow. The goalie it's happened on these other shows. All right. <laughs> so that's their only way to eat their fries is the frosty. Adam says, yes. Yeah. No, HC sure. salty and sweet Erica Brunner. Yes. Vanilla. All right, there we go. That's great. Um, okay. Jeff Miller is really triggered by the fact that we occasionally talk about things that aren't specifically hockey in the throes of the off season. Jeff, go have a coffee.
1: Hmm. I agree. I agree with Russ on that one, Jeff. I mean, in all honesty, it's, it's July 28th,
0: but we do appreciate (laughs) you being here live (laughs) with us. (laughs) There's only so much you can do, right? Um, I'm going to keep popping these up for the people on YouTube, but all right, go ahead. So any updates on Frosty?
1: So, no, so the only thing is, is that, um, I, the, the reason that I think this hasn't happened yet is because we're we're talking about a difference in what the both both sides want to do. Like I, I think that the number is about fair, right? I mean that I think that they're they're probably looking in the same monetary area as far as AAV, um, which is probably in that two and a half million range through maybe three, right? Um, but I don't think that the Flyers want to give him anything more than a couple years because I think that they feel like he still has to show that what he what he did at the end of last season, once the pressure was kind of off that team, is something that he can do on a more regular basis, um, and you know, because I think that the one unknown um, for this for this organization right now is. Is Morgan Frost a guy who just was a late, little bit late developing and finally going to be getting to be that player that they you know, thought they were getting when they drafted him in the first round? Or is he a guy who... Um, oh, my God, my sister replied.
0: Uh, I know, I know, I know. Don't, don't get distracted, all right? Don't get <laughs> Jeff upset. All
1: right, I can't we're going to we'll get back to that when we can this. Don't
0: interrupt your, your, your uh, but my thought my I'll, finish, I'll yeah.
1: finish my thought. I'll finish Come my Come on mind. now. Um, but... Uh, no, no the, so the 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 thing of it is is that they want to see they, they want to see can he play at that level um for in games that matter in games that matter a little bit more um and i think that that's what we're waiting to see from from morgan frost um and that's why the flyers want to be a little bit more short term i think that frost and his agent are trying to cash in on a good finish to the season and have him you know, get a little, bit, a little bit more out of this deal. Um, maybe a little bit more length. So I think that that's kind of where things are being held up at the moment. I, I don't think it'll be an issue. I think ultimately they'll come to an agreement. This is not going to be a big deal. They'll, they'll, get it, they'll get it finalized. There's still plenty of time to do that. Um, it's just a matter of, of uh, you know, getting a little bit more on the same page as far as the term.
0: Okay. That's a good answer, Ant. Meanwhile people in the comments uh i have to say th- this this is upsetting to me who doesn't do fries and nuggets and a frosty it's the best says trevor but he's not the only one to say that or no it was it was trevor up here fries and nuggets i've never done nuggets and a frosty i'm not going there um we do have to go back really quickly to a, a point from before because we had a facebook commenter check in danielle sanfilippo mescali says yes absolutely come on aunt don't you remember us dipping our pretzels in our water ice when we were kids? Salty uh, and sweet. Let me Salty say, let, and sweet, Anthony. Let me say
1: this. Let me say this. So uh, that's my younger sister.
0: Oh, she's calling you out on your hypocrisy. I love it, Daniel. Please, whenever
1: you want, I never hop on the live a, I never dipped pretzels in water ice. She may have done that, and my cousins may have done that because they used to pal around all together, right? Because, but I was the older of the group was not my thing so maybe they did it and I probably scoffed at them when they did it back then too like this is ridiculous I would never He's do like that old
0: curmudgeon as a kid
1: I probably was and I'll tell you that today I wouldn't do that
0: <laughs> I wouldn't dip so, Danielle, what I need you to do is I need you to get together <laughs> with the rest of the San Filippo clan you're going to go back through old albums old photo albums and you're going to find dirt on your brother and then we're going <laughs> to connect and, and we're going to we're going to present the case against your brother Yeah. Because I don't believe him because I genuinely don't believe him. All right. Um, And one of the other things that uh, continues to kind of pop up here, this off season has been one of the, the, I guess, hypocrisies the way, and it it kind of comes back to the D'Angelo thing a little bit, the hypocrisy of, of how this league handles uh, different cases. And in the case of the flyers and the, uh, and the hurricanes, They were very on top of it, claiming it was a CBA issue. And yet we continue to see, and I believe it was Charlie O'Connor tweeted this out a day or two ago, that you continue to see teams that manipulate LTIR, playoff teams that can put a guy on LTIR, leave him there, and then the playoffs come around, the guy comes off, and now you all of a sudden have a boost. The league has done nothing to close that loophole. They've done absolutely nothing over the last few years to address it. Do you feel like it's it's selective? I'm not saying that the league is targeting the Flyers, but do you think it's weird that they were so adamant about blocking a trade? But then on this on the other hand, they're fine with allowing what's essentially, if we're calling it what it is, it's salary cap circumvention by playoff teams manipulating LTIR. Well, in all honesty
1: Yeah, I mean, look, in all honesty, the um the bad teams can just as easily manipulate it, right? I mean, they throw guys on LTIR, throw contracts onto LTIR of players that they never, you know, plan on using just to, you know, facilitate a trade or or get an extra at draft pick asset. I mean, why should that equally? Why should that be allowed as 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 a contender hiding, you know, non-injured players on LTIR, and then suddenly they're oh my god, they're all well for the playoffs, everything's great, you know, like it's it's just as it, it it's ridiculous. Um, it's, it's ridiculous that these things go on and that's what, you know, it's part of the reason why I argue that the NHL is, is poorly run because I think that they make mistakes like this all the time where they allow stuff to go on that you sit there and go, that shouldn't be allowed. And yet they just continue to allow it and, and teams take advantage of it. Um, granted, I understand you can't reopen a collective bargaining agreement once you have it in place, but it's not like this is something that's been brand new. This is, these are, these are. Um, you know ways that teams have tried to circumvent the salary cap for such a long time and at this point now you're you're at a, a juncture where the the league basically screwed themselves in a sense where you know the players escrow was is all but paid off I mean it's there's very 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 little left that's from the pandemic right that that needs to be paid off and the owners the owners could have just as easily said you know what it's so it's such a small number Let's have the salary cap go up now. You know, players can make a little bit more money this year after after we've had such a flat cap for, you know, three, four seasons now. Um But they didn't. They got greedy. Yep. They got they got greedy. And so what ends up happening is, is that now it's like, okay, well, we're going to find ways to pay players if we want to be good. And the way we're going to pay the players, you know, these handful of teams are going to do this. The way we're going to do it is we are going to – um you know, use LTIR to our advantage, and that's what happens. So, I mean, look, I mean, I it, it just it's just ridiculous that they favor the NHL favors seven teams who don't want to spend money, as opposed to the twenty three teams, twenty four teams that do want to spend money. It, it's it's a it's an embarrassment, um, but this is how Gary Bettman keeps himself in his position as the commissioner of the league because he he gets the support of you know, those small market teams that don't want to spend. And, you know, this is what this is what it has wrought. And it's why the NHL continues to struggle to find a find its footing
0: amongst the the top four sports. Yeah. I mean, there was a question in the comments about when does the CBA expire? Because presumably at some point. Players are gonna have to fight back. Um I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember yeah, it's, when it, it's it's 20 comes out. It, it's at the end of the 25, 26, 26 season. yeah. They yeah. they extended the current CBA agreement back around the pandemic. Yeah, so it it was going to expire in September of last year, but as part of getting the league back to play in 2020 during the pandemic, You're right? It was 20, extended They, to 20, they 26. extended to twenty six. Yeah. The thing that I, I'll never uh forgive the league for, Ant, and I think the thing that a lot of people will never forgive excuse me the league 4 is this is the only sports league the only professional sports league in north american sports of any real value no offense if there are fringe things that i'm not taking into account that has not raised their cap or raised their cap significantly even through covid the nba continued to rise mlb doesn't have one i know that the the the, the actual The way that the NBA thing works is a little bit different now. There's the the apron, and there's more luxury tax implications. But you see players getting ridiculous money. Jalen Brown just signed a $300 million contract for five years. It's the stupidest deal I've seen in a long time. But those are still in place. The NFL continues to grow. Major League Baseball, no cap, but they continue to grow. Hockey is the only one that said, no, we're, we're okay where we're at. And it's nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. So hopefully when they negotiate a new CBA, the players will get something out of it. There will actually be something of, of value here. And teams that want to spend will be allowed to spend. Because to your point, the seven that don't, I mean, honestly, you don't have a place in the league. If you're not going to spend, like, and put on your crossed-up hat for a second. The Oakland A's don't spend, right? Mm-hmm. They're a bad team like a dreadfully bad team. They wanted a new stadium. Oakland said no. They kept going back and forth. If you're Oakland, why do you want to use public funds and public tax money to build this team a new stadium when they don't spend as is? If you're a fan of that team, like how happy can you really be that they don't spend the rest of the of the American League spends, the rest of the majors for the most part spends. Like you if if you have figured out a way back to like the moneyball idea. Of maximizing your your ROI, because you spend little and you get exponentially greater production. That's one thing, but that's not what's happening here. And in the case of these seven teams, it's not what happening it is happening. You're just you just see a bunch of bottom feeding teams that are happy to collect rev share money, and it, it, at some point you have to penalize it you know if, if you're doing due diligence by the other teams in the league the other 23 then like you need to start penalizing these teams it can't just be some ridiculously low floor that they have to meet there has to be actual i don't know implications for not attempting to spend and attempting to win
1: well i mean so the nh so the nhl does have a floor with their they do have-, have a salary floor and they did put that in place a few years back because teams were getting a little ridiculous with not spending up to the you know closer to the cap um, and and that's fine I mean do I think it can come up yeah I do I think it's a little too low but um, uh, that needs to be in place and and you know if you look if you go on like cap friendly right now you're mm-hmm. going to see the teams are actually probably closer to the cap maybe than they've ever been before and that's because it's been a flat cap for four years right yeah. so you know I think other than Anaheim I think it's the only team right now that's that's not At the floor which I believe the floor is like 60 I want to say it's 62 million and the cap is I think 83 or 82 whatever it is right whatever but it only went up a million dollars um so so I mean it's it's pretty good spread I mean it's a 20 million dollar spread right I mean that's you know could it be a little bit closer maybe um but but really so you're going to see these teams they're saying well okay you're saying that there's these teams that don't that they don't spend they don't spend well they're closer to the cap now because just it, the cap hasn't moved and so yeah. you have to you have to be you have to pay guys something right so that's why they've gotten closer but when this cap goes back up again in you know next year two years from now really when it really kicks they're going to say in two seasons you're going to see a huge jump in the cap um, that's when you're going to see the, the separation again. And you're going to see teams back at the bottom. I mean, Arizona's been down there for years and years and years. Um, Carolina is a team that doesn't usually spend a lot. I mean, they're right near the top of the cap right now, um, but they're not, they're a team that likes to not spend that much money. Um, uh, uh, Buffalo, Nashville, um, uh, Columbus has never been a big money team. Um, you know, when you when you look at when you look around, Ottawa has never really been. Although they just signed Tarasenko, right? So they're getting closer to the to the cap this year. They're getting um, there, yeah, slowly but surely. But I mean, you're talking about you know these are teams that just for years and years and years. I mean, look when when a team like Chicago or a team like our Anaheim, um, Detroit even goes down. And you know they're at the bottom of the say, Well, how come they're not spending? Well, they're part of a rebuild, right? So you can kind of understand yeah. that. But those teams have a history of spending money. So it's not like it's not like they don't ever spend. But there are always teams that are either not spending at all, or when they look like they're spending, like this year, it's only because of the of the finances of the league that make it look that way. I, I'll just remind people right now. And I've said this before on the show the year before the institution of the salary cap. So the salary cap comes into play in the 2005-2006 season, right? So the last season that they played before the canceled year, which was the lockout year. So 2003-2004 was the last year without a salary cap. The Flyers' team payroll that year was $70 million. Here we are 20 years later, almost 20 seasons later, and the salary cap is only 13 million above that, 20 seasons later. They were spending 70 million dollars in 03, 04. And now here it is in 23, 24 season, and the cap's 83. And the cap went down that the first year of the cap, it was 39 million dollars. Flyers had the Flyers had to you now the, the league gave teams two years to get compliant, really. Um, but they had to go from $70 million payroll to a $39 million payroll yep. that first year. Do you think that do you think that, that was – you know, do you think the big market clubs are the ones that wanted that $39 million cap? I mean, when you're spending $70 million? No, that's – $39 million is nothing to you, right? So the problem was is the teams at the bottom who were like, well, we can't compete. We can't spend. Tough. Yep. Then don't own a team. Yep. Don't be in that market. That sucks. Right, I mean, yep. this is the problem with the NHL. You know, I, I don't know if you've paid attention. Like they're talking about, you know, there's a lot of been conversation about, oh, should we move teams, expand, expansion, et cetera, et cetera. They're thinking about going back to Atlanta for a third frigging time in this
0: in this I city. I mean, in time. this uh, sport.
1: I mean, re- I mean, it's, I mean, Atlanta. So here's here's twice a, there.
0: A, but here's the thing. So if you look at Atlanta, right, it won't work. But they're what they're probably looking at is what happened with Atlanta United the MLS team, right? Atlanta got a soccer team. The fan base boomed in a big way. They were filling up what is is it Mercedes Mercedes-Benz Stadium or whatever, right, yeah. where the Falcons play. Yeah. Arthur Blank owns that team. Uh they were filling that entire stadium up. Like in ways that the Falcons hadn't in years. Like th- they're probably looking at it saying this is a huge moment and like we can probably capitalize, but it won't work. It's not going to work. It's stupid. It's like they, they aren't innovative enough to think of actual hockey markets that can work. Um, and, they're, and they're just trying to capitalize on what's going on in other cities. Now, you know. Atlanta,
1: Atlanta may be the worst sports city in America. Professional sports. I don't know. Is it though? What's worse? Professional sports. I can come up with a few. The Braves, we'll on that. Falcons, Hawks don't draw. Hockey's failed there twice. What's what's worse?
0: There have to be worse ones. L.A. doesn't show up.
1: Yeah, but they have they have a pretty good. Miami's Miami's right there with them. I would say at uh, T from the two hundred three. Our buddy, Trevor, uh, yeah, in Miami. Miami's right there. Um, but I think I think that there is at least a fan base for the Dolphins down there that's decent. Um, in Phoenix Miami. had a and hard the time getting the people to Suns heat. games when the they were draw.
0: when well but like Phoenix right the Suns were one of the best teams in the Western Conference last year they go out and acquire Kevin Durant people still aren't showing up in droves right um, the Arizona Cardinals people didn't yeah, show up f- for the Cardinals they Phoenix weren't a good team
1: Phoenix isn't great but it's better than it's better than Atlanta
0: I don't know. Hey, here's an idea. If we want to go the soccer route, Robert Hunton says, Salt Lake City should get a team. I agree. That would at least be, like, if, if you're going to try to build off of the idea of go for rabid fan bases, niche sports, if, you, if like, to, and I don't know how you feel about it. Soccer and hockey both niche in their own way. If it works in one, it can potentially work in another. Salt Lake City makes sense.
1: Well, I mean the the one thing I'll give the NHL credit for is they were the first team to first sport to bring a team to Vegas. And we yeah. saw the you see what that um you know, what that did out there. And now, granted they made it that so that they would be good right away. Um so that kind of helped. But nevertheless, yes, I I agree that you go into untapped markets and I think that you will find and it's not to say Salt Lake City is an untapped market. They do have the Jazz, right? They've had them for a long time. And Real Salt Lake is that what that is that with their MLS Lake, team? Is? Yeah, yeah, acting like um, you don't know.
0: You know, you closeted soccer fan, you.
1: <laughs> and uh, I only know that because a guy I work with lives out there. And oh, he's huge, huge, mm-hmm. huge fan. Um, but uh, like they draw really well. So I think that that's that's a that's a untapped market for for hockey. Yes, I think Houston. Allison Ooh, is, Allison is right? Yeah, Houston. Yes, Houston is an untapped market. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if eventually Portland is something that you can consider for the U.S. But you also th- should probably go back to Quebec City. I mean, there's been a lot of talk about that for a long time, and you know, that's that's another one that really could, you know, should have it as well. So, I mean, I think these markets make a little bit more sense um, to try to try hockey rather than go back to something that has failed twice before I mean it just doesn't it doesn't but but they know I mean I look I think Bettman looks at it and goes well if we put a team in Atlanta I know that that's a team that we can that will will fit into that gang of seven eight small market cities that doesn't want to spend money that will keep keep costs down in the NHL Uh, uh, you know you go into a bigger market they're going to want to spend and it changes things a lot of people want to see the Whalers come back, by the way. A lot of people. A, they, there was a politician up there who made a big push to the NHL to cons- reconsider Hartford. But um, I just don't think it. I don't think you have enough of a market there because it's where it's situated between New York and Boston. Most mm-hmm. people up there are either Bruins fans or Rangers fans or, or Islanders, I guess, um, even a little bit. But there's just not enough of a, a I think a, a market for a fan base. At this point in Connecticut, I think that you know it's been. Yes, it's been a long time since the Whale were were viable. I mean, we're talking mm-hmm. over twenty years now, um, so you're really a whole generation. And most of that generation, if they're hockey fans, they're they've grown up supporting the Bruins or grown up supporting a New York team. Um, I just don't. I just don't see
0: it as a uh, as a real possibility at this point. I want to go back to this one really quick. Kyle Goss says Shohei Otani is going to have the first billion dollar contract while McDavid is still making 10 million a year. The NHL is ridiculous. I brought up Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown, I think, is going to make. Thir- I want to say it's 39 million in the first year of his deal, which I think is 24, 25. The final year of that five year deal, he's going to be making 69 million dollars for a single season uh, over the, uh, at the beginning of this week. There was the rumor about Kylian Mbappé probably the best player in the world, plays for Paris Saint-Germain in League 1. He has eyes for Real Madrid in Spain. His contract is up uh, next year. And there was a thought that perhaps the, I forget what the name of the Saudi Arabian team was, that they would offer him $700 million for a single year and that that would allow him to go there for the Saudi team to pay off the rest of his deal to PSG, and that he would then be able to go to Real Madrid for free or on free transfer where they don't have to send anything uh, to PSG. But $700 million for a single season. We saw Lionel Messi work out a rev share deal where he's getting a kickback for every MLS package subscription on Apple TV. It seems like every other league is compensating the players. Now, we can say far too much, is sixty-nine million dollars for Jalen Brown too much? Yes. Is seven hundred million for killing Mbappe too much? Probably. But like, Kyle's right. Ten million dollars a year for Connor McDavid, by far the best player in the league, is insane relative to what else is going on in sports. The,
1: the only thing I will this the only thing I will say in defense of the NHL, and it's it's a very I'm gonna, I don't want to call it a weak argument, but uh, but at, at the same time, I, I think it's there's something to be said for it. And maybe this is just me being an old man saying this, but keeping the salaries a little bit lower mm-hmm. allows the te- leagues and teams to maintain some level of control over the operation, whereas when – the individual player salaries get so out of hand and so ridiculous. You get leagues where the players run the show. They decide who gets to play where and who's playing with who, and that should not be the case, right? That's, that's part, that's part of the problem that those sports have. Um, Mm -hmm. And and any other sports all do it to an extent. I mean, maybe not the NFL because the NFL doesn't guarantee their contracts, but anybody, any sport that guarantees contracts, can really dictate that kind of stuff like the where yeah. the players can determine who's playing with who and and that's that's not a good thing um, so I, I while I think the NHL needs to be better um, with their with their finances um, I, at the same time I understand why they want to keep the max contract maximum level of contracts down because it maintains control for teams in the league which is a which in, invariably is a good thing for the sport.
0: Hey, by the way, I don't know if um I, I don't know if we can get Connor McDavid more money. I don't know if NHL players can afford this or not, but I, I know that they can afford what we're about to talk about. And that, of course, is a free subscription to walkingtheboards.com. Of course, <laughs> walking walkingtheboards.com is the go-to place for all news and notes about what's going on in Ocean City, New Jersey. If you like going down the shore and you love Ocean City, You want to know, hey, is my favorite restaurant from last year still there? How about the Putt-Putt? A little Putt-Putt fan? You've gone to all the courses? Perhaps there's a new Putt-Putt course you haven't tried before. You're going somewhere on the boardwalk. I don't know. Listen, you go to walkingtheboards.com. The link is in the description of this episode. Walkingtheboards.com was founded by Kyle Scott, the founder of crossingbroad.com, and he and former Crossing Broad investor Mike Iredale set out to create what they're calling Crossing Broad for the Shore. You go over to walkingtheboards.com. You subscribe to their newsletter. It is free. When you sign up, when you subscribe for free, there's no there's no upsell. They do have a second newsletter that you can subscribe to, Shore Cribs. If you have aspirations of owning a home in Ocean City someday, or perhaps you have the capital right now to go out and buy a home and you want to get to compare everything that's going on, upcoming listings, all that, Shore Cribs is another place to go. So head over to walkingtheboards.com. Get your news and notes about America's Greatest Family Resort. And I I know that we've been talking about this for a while. The Ocean City's Night in Venice Parade is on July 29th, Saturday. And the guy that we interviewed a couple episodes ago, Dan Hilferty, the CEO of Comcast Spectacore and Governor of the Philadelphia Flyers, will be on a float with Gritty. If you go down to Ocean City, if you're at the Night in Venice Parade and you see Dan Hilferty, you can yell to him. We saw you on Snow the Goalie, the Only Flyers podcast. And he will say, Yes, you did. Or something. Maybe he'll throw you a shirt. Who knows? Who's to say? WalkingTheboards.com in the link. Subscribe today. Again, it's free. Anthony. Uh, speaking of free, Ivan Ivan Fedetov is oh, a hold f- on. You gotta, f- you gotta, you gotta bring
1: up, you gotta bring up a, I because I'm gonna give you props here for a second. Hmm. Uh, Jen Callister kind of made a comment. 809. <clears throat> Should we time Russ's commercial today? I
0: had a stopwatch over here. It was a minute. 45. You know,
1: I actually did the same thing.
0: It was about I actually 45. did the same thing. Yep. Yes.
1: Minute 45. is mm-hmm. getting 90, closer. That's,
0: that's 90. Uh, wait. No. Yes. No. That's, that's 105, 105 seconds. Five, 105 yeah. seconds. Well, yeah. we're close enough. Yeah.
1: You're getting, cl- you're getting close, closer. Close enough. Close enough. <laughs> close enough. <laughs> you're getting closer.
0: JToxic49 wants to know how much to sponsor an episode, but Ant to do the reads. It's a good question. You can send us an email. Snowthegoalage.com. Yeah, I guarantee you I'll keep it at sixty seconds. Ah <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man, Jeff Miller, very upset. Sponsors, merchandise, STG becoming too corporate. I know we spent years, years, not taking on sponsors. We spent years being asked to create merch. I know we are the antichrist, Anthony. Yeah. We're doing, we're just it's awful. Same. You know what? Just to t- just to make Jeff Miller happy. If you're watching on YouTube, you can go over to the super chats button, and you can get your comment up to the top. You can leave a tip, and you can leave a super chat. See, a point. See Jeff
1: Miller, If you're Jeff watching Miller after the fact, do
0: you could do, do a super thanks, and a super thanks is like the same thing, but you, it's for after you watch back. I can talk about all the great things that YouTube has for monetization if we want to, you know, keep this going. Jeff uh, Cmac thinks that uh, Jeff is a burner for another Flyers podcast, um, which would be weird because there's only one, and you're watching it. All right, anyway uh math is hard says jen it's true we haven't talked about shop.snowthegully.com but of course that's where you can go for all your merch and i did see cmac before we started the episode asked are there going to be more shirts coming in september and i think the answer to that is yes we might actually have something coming in august so keep an eye out we do have a a few shirts that we're working on many of them are bundy related so (laughs) you know get yourselves get yourselves ready what was that what was that sound all right. I don't know what's happening. Is no, this J- a, there J- a comment is J- a comment? Jay Toxic.
1: Jay Toxic. He's just he's just the guy who makes me laugh, man. <laughs>
0: no. Snow the call the OnlyFans. Snow the OnlyFans. How about the uh, actually no, I don't like how that sounds. I don't like how that sounds. <laughs> no. But listen, no. if there's if there's one person who's gonna be doing anything for OnlyFans, it ain't me. <laughs> Maybe it's Anthony. Anthony's got a wedding coming up, you know. No, it, ain't it ain't me. Show a little totally show is. show the uh, show the ankles, Aunt. Just the ankles. Maybe a little yeah. bit calf, mid calf. Mid-calf is as far as it goes. <laughs> Jeff Miller. Jeff Miller sticks it to us with a $1.99 super chat. Bless Thanks, you, Jeff. Jeff. Bless you, Jeff. Thank you. All right. Um, all right. So there. I, I was saying before, speaking of free, the free man, right? Ivan Fedotov. There was an update that came out that the IIHF was looking into the deal that he has with uh, the KHL and the deal that was presented by the Flyers. To my knowledge there's been no update since I think that was at the beginning of this week or the end of last week that uh it was announced that the IHF was uh involved. Do you think that there's any chance that they're going to rule in favor of the Flyers having a valid contract or like where where do you see this this one landing?
1: Uh, it's, who knows, Russ. I mean the thing the thing with this thing is
0: that Does it even matter? Let me ask you that too. Well, Does first it even of all, matter like what their what their findings are? Well, no. <laughs> Okay. I mean,
1: the, guy, the guy's going to play where he wants to play. Like, if Russia doesn't want to, there's just no, there's no agreement right now, right? There is certainly no agreement in place between the NHL and the KHL. Now, the, the owners of the teams and the managements of the teams, they try to keep a hush-hush behind the door, behind the scenes. You know, hey, we'll we'll honor each other's kind of agreements sometimes, right? I mean, and, and you know, they they do work together. Hey, the Flyers are loaning. um uh which what's what's the kid's name kolosov um the goalie um they're loaning him to a KHL team right so there's obviously has to be some communication between the Flyers and that KHL team to have that arrangement in place so these things do happen right but mm-hmm. it's I'm not even certain what you know the IIHF can investigate all they want if Ivan Fedotov wants to play in Russia and SK St Petersburg doesn't want to honor the Flyers contract they're just going to do it, and that's just going to be it, and you don't have a choice, right? So what's the big deal? I I have never seen. I got to say, this guys, I have never seen so much anxiety over a, a player who we have no idea if he would be any good in this in this league. Who's t- what twenty seven years old now? I mean, he might be, he but fits even the if window come, to contend right now. He, man. Even even if he, he comes over, the that, that's the thing. Even if he comes over, right, even let's say, let's say Fedotov is playing this, this, you know, shady game where he's saying, oh, I'm going to play in in Russia. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, sneaks out of the country and defects to the United States and, you know, honors his contract with the Flyers. Does everyone think he's going to just come right in and play for the Flyers and be good? It's not going to happen. They're not going to make him just get he has to go play in in the H in the AHL first because you just don't you just don't come over after playing on European in European rinks for your entire life and then just come play in, in NHL in North American rinks, which are smaller, especially for, for a goalie with all the angles being different, and just suddenly be oh yeah, yeah, no problem. Simple adjustment. He's gonna need he's gonna need at least a season in the AHL, right? Before he gets an opportunity to play in the NHL. And then you don't even know if it's if if he's good enough to play at the NHL level. I mean, there are always players who are really good in a European league and you say, well, best player, not in North America. And then all of a sudden they get here and they're either just just a guy or not good enough at all. I mean, mm-hmm. do you, if, I'm going to say this for some, some older Flyers fans, but do we remember when the Flyers signed, was it Yuri DePota, who everyone said was the best player not playing in the NHL, best player in the world not playing in the, in the NHL? And he came in here. I think he had a four-goal game, one game. And everybody was like, oh, my God, look at this guy. And then what happened? Where, where did he go? He disappeared. He's it, gone. Because he just wasn't good enough to play. And there was a reason he was the best player to not play in the NHL because he wasn't good enough to play in the NHL. So yeah. like, it, it, it's crazy to me that there is such excitement about and we're monitoring what Fedotov's doing in his contract. Oh, my God, is he coming over? Is he not coming over? Like, they have better goalie prospects than Ivan Fedotov. I think that part
0: of it, though, Ant, Including Sam Erson, who's already played in the NHL. I think part of it is the human interest story, because it looked like he was going to be coming over, and then there's the unmarked van, and all of a sudden he's, like, sent to Siberia to go serve a military... Like, to do the military service, all that. I think that that's part of it. And I do think that there are still people who want to see this team have as many potential replacements in place, whether you trade Carter Hart or if he's involved in the hockey Canada report, like I think people just want to see that there is a plan to fill that gap, to fill that void. If Carter Hart isn't playing. And, and no. I think that's, I think it's a big part of it. And also it, he's a big guy. He's played for the Russian national team. There's a thought that, and an and excitement. And I think there should be an excitement. People should be allowed to be excited about it. And then like, you, to your point, you come up with the logistics later, right? Like, all right. If he has to play in the a, for a year, fine. If he like, if, if they need to work this thing out, and he needs more time, fine. You could make the case that it's actually not a bad thing for him to play a year in Russia. He he apparently had been quoted as saying like, the military hockey games are not the same thing as playing in the KHL. So he's gonna have to refine his form anyway. I just I, I don't know. I saw a lot of people got really excited that the IHF was was back in on this and like that they were going to monitor it, but like I don't think that anything's gonna happen.
1: No, I look. Uh... I don't, I don't want to poo-poo it completely because, you know, the Flyers do think that there is a talented player there, right? But I, I, my thought process is is that the benefit for the Flyers in Fedotov actually coming over here at some point is as an asset and not as a player that you want to have as part of your roster going forward, at least long term. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in all honesty, to me, that he's an asset to send off to – because you have so much goalie depth, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, you have the kid, Erson. You have Kolosov, You drafted two more goalies this year. Like, there is some real depth here in the at the position. So if you're in the middle of – at the beginnings of a rebuild, wh- why are you excited about a 27-year-old goalie that has never played over here before? Yeah. I mean – a team that's more close to being ready to to contend and is looking for a goaltender, maybe that's a that's a,
0: a you know a team that you work with. Yeah, um,
1: yeah Brandon I mean,
0: Brandon Somerman says this reminds me of And We all know how that went. I love <laughs> I love Jaradev. Jaradev's Jared great. My all time uh, favorite. Michael my Hoffman. My, my all time that...
1: favorite Jaredev story. Russ was yeah. Um, it was right before. It was literally right before he was leaving the team. Um, and we all wanted to talk to him because he had been benched and he wasn't playing and whatever. And uh, we all wanted to talk to him, and he sneaks – he sneezes. He says, yeah, the, the Flyers say, yeah, he's going to come talk, and we're all waiting in the locker room. And then he never comes out, and we're like, what happened? And it turns out he snuck out of a side door uh, at the practice, practice facility, and no one saw him sneak out. And when um, – <laughs> when the PR guy calls, calls him to find out what happened, he said he didn't want to come talk to us because one of the reporters looked like a Ro- Russian mafia guy. and oh, he, was re- right. he was referencing Panaccio. <laughs> <laughs> he felt like Panaccio was in the Russian mafia.
0: <laughs> oh, Anthony, I don't, I don't know. If, uh... <laughs> oh,
1: it was so great. Panaccio so and the
0: Russian mob. Um. Hey, by the way, <laughs> Michael Hoffman noted that Pabrowski came over without playing in the AHL. So I it, conceptually, yes, I guess probably more of an anomaly.
1: You know, yeah. whenever I mean, it doesn't really happen. You don't usually yeah. get guys. You, you have to be at. And again, he was a kid coming over. He had not played for years and years and years in leagues over there. Right. I mean, there, there's a little bit mm-hmm. different. It's also a little bit different story. So, uh, you know, yes, you're right. But that but not not many. Not, this, not is many a, guys do that.
0: this is a good point. Let the mystique grow and trade them to Toronto. They're perpetually a goalie away. And like, maybe that's part of this too, is you look at trying to acquire assets that you can try to get value back for as part of a rebuild. So if, if you were to bring him over, he played in the AHL, maybe mid season gets a call up plays, you know, plays well at the NHL level. And then another team gets enamored by the frame and gets enamored by what he could be. Then maybe he ends up being a piece. So you say, all right, Age-wise, he probably doesn't fit the three to four-year rebuild window or whatever. So then, maybe you are able to get something for him. If he stays in the KHL, you get nothing for him. You know, Willy Wonka, you lose. You get nothing. Good day, sir. Um, one other thing here, really quickly, because we we got a lot of comments from one person on the last video, um, and it was about the Hockey Canada th- report. And uh, you know, Matthew asks, when's the report coming? And he's not the only person to ask about this. But um, we had somebody who, and Eric Berkey says right after the Epstein Island client list. Um, we had somebody who got really upset in the last video. Not that we used language that like triggered uh, you know, abuse, right? Because it was a serious topic, the, the Hockey Cannon investigation. We had somebody who, who especially had a problem with me because they said that I was playing social justice warrior, that apparently talking about the Hockey Canada investigation Ann, is a political issue. I just, wanted, I just wanted to know, I don't want to put you in a bad spot, do you view the, uh, the Hockey Canada report and discussing that and the implications of it, is that a political issue?
1: I guess we should never report on these things. We should just let it die in darkness, right? Let it, let it, let it go. Nobody, nobody say a word about it. Don't say anything. And then these things will continue to happen over and over and over again. And there will be no accountability. And these athletes think they can be get away with, with, with everything and anything. So, I mean, if you want it to be that way, make it political. Yeah. Make it political if you want it to be that way. If you want it to, if you to go away, you want it to stop, then let let us report on it. Let us talk about it. Let us bring light to it. Right. Any kind, any issue, not just this specific one, but any one of these issues. That's how that's how it stops happening when you when you make, you know, when you bring everything to light. It's why there's so much whistleblower stuff going on nowadays, because you want people to say, We got to get this stuff out into the open. The more we think about for years and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, you know, make this too serious. But think about how for for forever and ever and ever all the stuff that was going on with the with the priests and the Catholic Church. And then Mm -hmm. the Boston Globe does that report um, and they bring everything out into the open. Right. And now now how much how much of that abuse is happening today versus what was happening 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago? Yep. Right, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's 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 it. You bring it out into the open, and it stops, or I mean, it doesn't. Maybe if it doesn't stop, it it really curbs it a lot. So that's why it's important to talk about. Now, yeah. to answer the question that was asked, is uh, that Matt? I think it was Matt that asked the question. When is it coming out? I don't have an answer. I guessed last week. I said I, I felt thought that it might be this. this I week might it might be today, as a matter yeah. of fact, um, or next Friday, because they. The the NHL did say they were going to put it out during the summer, Mm -hmm. and that they wanted it to be, you know, during a time when (laughs) when things are really, you know, not being talked about in the NHL. They don't. They want to kind of hide it in a time when nobody's really paying attention to the sport. So tonight would make the most. Today would make a day that makes sense. Friday, Friday during the summer makes the most sense. So today, next Friday, maybe the Friday after that. But I mean, it's it's certainly. It's certainly coming. I mean, my mm-hmm. my original thought was today was the, was going to be the day. It um, still
0: might be. We don't know if it be. happens. What's the What's the old adage in news? Ant? Friday, the Friday, Friday afternoon five dump.
1: O'clock. Yep, Friday afternoon news dump. Yep.
0: And if it and happens, if if it were to happen, I'm sure that you and I would probably hop back on. We'd have to do an emergency we'll episode do after we would after we uh, like we'd have to also read the report. Right, <laughs> we'd have to It'd take a while. We, yes. it, it will take a very long time, but we'd have to. We would have to because otherwise it's it's irresponsible to report on. Um, anyway, I just wanted to address that because I, I sat back in and I was like that. I don't. So I think there's also a question of this, too, because like Eric here says, how do you explain how they've let it linger this long while losing all kinds of support for Hockey Canada? Are there politics at play between the league, Hockey Canada, the police department, you know, all that? Yes, that's its own thing.
1: The Canadian government, the, the, I mean, the, person's, the, the person's
0: complaint was that we were like we were somehow politicizing it or that we shouldn't be talking about it because it's not hockey, that it's akin to. I don't know if if Aunt and I came on here, we started talking about abortion. It's not the same thing.
1: Oh, dude, right. Was it wrong so, for us to talk last year? Was it two years ago to talk about the whole Chicago Blackhawks situation? No, we, to- we, that had, that also we talked about that insane. on a couple of episodes. Right. I mean, yeah. and, and it had nothing to do with the flyers. But it was it was a big story in hockey, and it affects the sport that we that we talk about and that we cover. I mean, that's that's huge. I mean, to just sit there and make pretend that it didn't happen or is not, you know, we we would be just as culpable, you know, by not yeah. sharing that information with the yep. public. That's what we're here for, you know. Yep. So yeah, I mean, it. it so we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, I hear you.
0: All right. Uh, well, was there anything the, else that you wanted to touch on here before we go? No, I'm, I'm,
1: have... I'm actually 15 minutes beyond where I needed to be here, Russ. So.
0: Well, you know what, Ant? That's, that's what yeah. we call love for the audience. So big big kudos to you. I don't remember if we to, had it. A... It has nothing to do with love for you, that's for sure. <sighs> Why can't you just be nice just one time? Just one th- Actually, no, you've been nice. You've been nicer of late. So we'll, we'll allow it. I'll allow it on this one. <laughs> um, I don't know if we had a new podcast review. Uh, head over to Apple Podcasts if you haven't already, and you can leave a five-star review for Snow the Goalie, the Money Flyers podcast. I'll point out the the rankings on Apple Podcasts, they've been in flux a little bit, but we did hit number four in the country. We were ahead of 32 thoughts for a while. That was pretty cool. So we'll see how this one does. But we we keep finding ourselves, Anthony, getting higher and higher and higher, which is nice, which means that people are listening to Snow the Goalie and they're they're spreading the word. So I will remind everyone out there who's either watching live or watching back or listening in the podcast feed after the fact that you can find this show wherever you get your podcasts, Apple podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Google podcasts, Amazon music. You can start the episode on the podcast, get home, sit down to do work, put us up on YouTube. You could start on YouTube. You can then finish on the podcast. You could do what what some people might do, listen to the podcast and then go, go home or pop it on the TV. And you can watch the episode and say, man, I wish I could see what Anthony's face looked like when he said this. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes because the poker face that i have right uh yeah. rest there, there were two two new five-star reviews
0: do you want to read them if you haven't pulled up
1: Uh sure uh here's one uh great show from this from s guard um although i thought maybe you maybe read this one i don't know i'll read it again even if you did okay uh, First time reviewer, short time listener, started listening during the lead up to the draft. Definitely makes it fun to be a Flyers fan again. I've been listening to old episodes, and you guys have had a pulse on this team for some time, and this offseason shows it. I don't think you read that one.
0: I did, but that's okay.
1: It was a good so That was a good one. It was a good review. Uh, uh, you did read it?
0: I did, but it's okay.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, and then here's one from Mike Cave, 79, or Mike Cav, 79. Uh, the only Flyers podcast. Hey Bundy, what are the chances of an ice wars fight between Russ and
0: Jordan Hall? <laughs> I like Jordan Hall. I don't want to. I, I don't want an ice wars fight, Jordan Hall. But I would win. Jordan's awesome. But I would win. But I would. No, win. I love. Jordan. But I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want an ice wars fight. I just, I, just, Hall. I just think of. I just just thinking of it makes me think it's funny, right? So Jordan Hall probably anyway. has length though. I think he's got longer arms, so that that might cause a problem. He's a little bit taller than me, so I don't know. I I should still be able to reach, reach high enough to make contact. But I don't want to ice war Jordan Hall. Nice guy. Nice guy. So, um, all right, so there's that. Pashendi thinks that there's animosity between us. And is there animosity between us? Never. Stop playing the shtick for a second. Come on. You can actually make people think that we hate each other. I
1: actually, oh, so I, here I'll I'll share this with that. I'll share this real quick before this will be that. Then I got okay. to run. Um, yeah. We have a, a Slack chat um, that still exists with the all all the Shh. old uh, crossing broad people, right? Um, Maybe. And in that Slack chat, Allegedly, I was perhaps. Yeah, I was I was ranking. Um, I was ranking the people in the Slack chat who annoy me, and I put Russ at number six out of like fourteen. And, and people said, well, I can't believe that Russ isn't like the, 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 the worst. And I said, no, Russ only annoys me some of the time. The rest of the time it is shtick and it's, it's part of our shtick. Um, and so that's the truth. There are times when Russ does annoy me, but for the most part, I really like
0: the guy. He's actually a, a good guy and we get along really well and, and all's great. So Anthony really likes to lean into it. I sometimes tell him that I think it's a little bit too much, but he, he leans into it. It's fine. This is, this is what we are. These people, you know, there you go. Trevor, Trevor says the more, you know, all right. So anyway, we just ended on a warm and fuzzy. So let's end on the warm and fuzzy. Shall we? Thanks for listening to snow, the goalie, the only flyers podcast, as we mentioned a few times uh, available, wherever you get your podcast, you can also head over to shop.snowthegoalie.com to find merch, got the logos, the crest. Mishcob Mania, the Bundy Butte shirt. We'll be adding more stuff there. There's shirts, there's hoodies, there's mugs, all kinds of stuff. So head on over to shop.snowthegoalie.com, support the show. Uh, by the way, Aunt, I forgot to mention this. Uh, last week, right after we got done doing the show, and by the way, thank you to Ryan for checking in from Helsinki. Last week, we got an order from Australia for the Snow the Goalie store.
1: That's so awesome.
0: That's that right now takes the cake as the farthest order that we've had to send. So, Australia. Australia. Let right, me know when Fedotov
1: orders one from Siberia.
0: Listen, he might. <laughs> Fedotov's going to he's going to order something and then he's going to send it back as a return, but it's going to have like a little note in there like help me. Help me. I don't want to play here. I don't know why he has that voice. All right. Uh, Zach O says, have a great weekend. Thanks as always. Thank you, Zach. And thank you to everyone who joined us live on a Friday morning. And those of you who watch the show back after the fact, and those of you who listen to the podcast feed, and like we said before, share the show with someone you know, share it with any Flyers fan in your life. Let them know about Snow the Goalie, the only Flyers podcast. We'll be back next week. And I believe next week we'll be back with the busy, but always ever loving, Chris Terry Bundy will be back next week for Ant. I'm Russ. We'll talk to you next week. Have a great weekend. Stay out of trouble.